Welcome back, everyone. It's me, Naomi, for episode number four. Today, we are talking about injuries. And without being too superstitious, I hate the number four. It is my most unlucky number. So we're going to use all of our good juju, and we're going to say that this is going to be an amazing episode that isn't going to take me five weeks to edit. And I'm going to really do a good job, okay? We're putting it out there now. Let's get going. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. Where we talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. Injuries. Oh, injuries. As my time spent as a personal trainer, I feel like almost every client I have ever had is suffering from an injury, whether they know it or not. I'm the creepy trainer in the corner that's spying at your ankles and looking at your hip alignment and just begging to help you but minding my own dang business in the corner so today we're going to talk about common malalignments and I really want to dive into one really how we can prevent these things but two what we can do once they're already present in our body because I think that that's probably 90% of the population I'm going to break this down into upper body dysfunction and lower body dysfunction, but before I dive into that, I want it to be very, very clear that if you have a left lower ankle or foot problem, that will eventually end up in probably your right shoulder or the very least your head and neck. Our body is connected through these fascial slings and we are one unit. So at any point when I am referring to specific upper body things or specific lower body things, please note that each individual person is an individual and these are just blanket statements and normally how we see problems exhibit. But please, if you are injured, go see a doctor or professional, someone who is certified or qualified to handle those things because they can get you the help that you need much more so than this podcast. This is more aimed at people who have chronic injury or maybe old injury or bad movement patterns that are going to lead to injury that we see that are common, that we can do small things to fix them. Now that I have released all moral and legal obligation, let's talk about the first thing you need to do when you are freshly injured, which has almost nothing to do with this podcast other than injury. The first thing you need to do if you are injured, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I just rolled my ankle, you need to rice, rest, ice, compress, elevate, okay? I want that to be very crystal, crystal, crystal clear, rice. Rice. Put your body in rice, just like a cell phone. Not really. Rest, ice, compress, elevate. Rice. Now, I am not freshly injured, Naomi. I'm here because I always have left hip pain. As a matter of fact, my head also juts forward. And I'm really kyphotic. Let's talk about it. Let's freaking talk about it. Upper body dysfunction. 
upper cross syndrome, text neck, I think I've heard it called, kyphosis. All, all in all, what we're basically looking at here are the shoulders rolling in and forward, kind of collapsing in, almost like the polar opposite of somebody who has really high confidence, right? So you're kind of meager and small and making yourself look small. Probably not on purpose, okay? It's because you're just always doing anterior, which means the front of your body, things. Your shoulders are rolled in kind of towards the center or the midline of your body. Your head juts forward like a little bird, you know, when birds walk back and forth. Your head comes forward. Why is that? Well, you're probably staring at a computer screen or even down at your cell phone 8 to 12, I don't know, 24 hours of the day. So your shoulders are rolled forward. Your head is pushed forward. And you're in this really kyphotic upper cross syndrome. Everything that I mentioned. Why is this a problem other than that it looks really un awesome well it's one exacerbated because a lot of us sleep on our sides or with our arm extended up over our heads what this does for our glenohumeroid joint or our acl joint acl joint is a chromium clavicular ac joint it's just where your scapula your um a chromium process of your arm and your clavicle meet to make this really shallow joint your scapula comes up and as your arms extended up over your head if you feel right now raise your left arm over your head please if you're driving don't do this take your right hand and place it right around the outside like of your armpit in the back of your body you'll feel the bony process of your scapula is kind of winging out now row your elbow down 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 towards your body and you'll feel that scapula wrap back around and it kind of disappears you can't feel it anymore again reach up over your head you'll feel that scapular process the bony process of the scapula stick out the scapula is that triangle shaped bone on the back of your body. What I'm trying to get to here is that your scapula is made to wing up and open and your AC joint is this really shallow joint that houses the head of your arm bone. When you're extended out overhead, your scapula and your uh, clavicle, this joint gets squished. So if you stick your fingers right where that joint is, if you go to your Adam's apple or the front of your neck and then just with your right hand and put your thumb on your Adam's apple, reach out towards the edge of your shoulder, like just and you'll land right on your shoulder. That's your chromium clavicular joint, right? So reach up over your head. You'll notice that it kind of disappears and crunches. What's happening here is you're crunching all those tissues. Notice that the back of your trap is heightened and then you're going to lay your head on it or lay on your slide and your whole shoulder joint is just smashed in this extended position all night long. This still happens if you sleep on your side. If you were to mash your shoulder up against a mattress, it rolls forward and in like that kyphotic rounded text neck forward position I was talking about. This is just the shoulder joint. I haven't even gotten to the neck yet, what this does to the neck and all the surrounding tissues, but that's going to cause shoulder pain. 
That is such a common cause of shoulder pain. And what people often do when they go into the gym, they start to bench press and they bring their arms out and instead of a Y shape where the arms like to function, out in a T shape. And they begin to bench press, push up from this position. And that crunches and impinges that same shoulder joint even worse. And then they go home and they sleep on it and they make the problem just exacerbate it so much worse so the first fix or let's go over the symptom right it hurts in your shoulder you grab your shoulder and you know what you do you're that guy at the gym that warms up by swinging his arms up over his head and making huge circles in and behind him and his shoulders are cracking popping and crunching the entire time that's the head of your acromion process clicking over a bone a bony process. That's what that click is. No, 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 friends. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You're just going to make more inflammation. This is not what I want for you. Okay. (laughs) This is not what I want for you. So how do we fix it? Well, this is probably the hardest thing. The first one is behavioral. Yes, fixing your small movements in your workout at the gym for an hour are going to make an impact, but it is what percentage of your day? Two, maybe, maybe, depending on how long you spend at the gym, it is not a big percentage of your day. Even if it's five, think of how, what, we spend a third of our life sleeping, so roughly a third of our day sleeping. That impact, changing your sleep pattern is going to affect this way more. And it is a major fix, but it is so hard to do. I want you to practice sleeping on your backs with an appropriate pillow. Okay, what does that mean? Your head isn't being pushed fully forward. It's relaxed and it's aligned in neutral. First, start with no pillow under your head. Feel what that feels like. Does it feel like your head is like sunk below your body? It may feel like that if your neck is normally kyphotic and pushed forward of your of your body, like that bird that we talked about, you know? I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. When a bird walks, their head kind of goes like forward and back and forward and back. You're stuck in that forward position to some degree or another. We want to right that posture first and foremost by proper sleeping. The hardest thing is for stomach sleepers and side sleepers to learn to sleep on their back. Sleep is sacred, you guys. I get it. The way that I first adjusted my sleeping pattern was I started hugging a pillow and I like made this little pillow fort around my head so I felt like I was comforted and secure and also it kind of served to help me not roll over If you look at how we kind of make infants sleep with those like in car carriers with those little U-shaped things around their head, that is what I did to myself. I recommended it to my clients. It works probably about 50% of the time. It is an ongoing battle. This is a lifestyle habit. You just have to fight. You have to have to fight it. And you're not going to win this battle, no pun intended, overnight. Like it, it takes a lot of time. But You want your head and neck to be in alignment. You do not want your head when you're sleeping on this really firm pillow jutting forward. This depends. The firmness of your pillow also depends on the firmness of your mattress. So it might feel uncomfortable at first, but like I said, you want your spine in a nice neutral alignment. If you spend a lot of time in a kyphotic posture, you will not feel neutral in neutral. Have a friend. Take a photo if you don't have a friend and look 
at your spinal alignment when you're laying on your back. Yes, it is work. Being a better person requires work. After that, you're going to take a pillow and you're going to hug it on your front. Now, yes, I know your shoulders are still rolled in, but over time, as you relax and fall asleep, your elbows will kind of gravitate back towards the mattress and your arms may fall a little more open and that will relax the front of the shoulders. You aren't impinging the shoulder joint. Your spine is in proper alignment and voila, you're fixed. Just kidding. You're beginning to fix. This might feel more painful at first because you're remodeling your body. You might wake up and feel stiff. That's very, very common. Your body likes to fight all of this, right? I mention magnesium all the time. You might need to be eating more magnesium or supplementing with it. All of the magnesium, please. What does that mean? Eat dark leafy green vegetables. Naomi, what does that have to do with injury? Just trust me here. We'll get to it at a later podcast. Just do it, okay? Just eat some dark leafy greens. It doesn't even have to be kale. Just hide spinach and stuff. Treat yourself like you're a toddler, that you're trying to get to eat more greens and like hide it in stuff. Spinach, smoothie, done. Spinach, you can eat like five cups of it. And if you heat it up and saute it in a pan, it basically shrinks down to two tablespoons of spinach. It's magic. I'm telling you, there's no excuses. Eat more magnesium. Anyways, loop it all back around. So you're sleeping properly. It's been six months. You still have a little bit of pain. How do we fix the movement pattern in the gym? Well, you're... Your scapula and your arms want to move in this Y position, right? They want to move out. Okay, we're going to do the YMCA dance. Remember that, guys? Okay, put your arms out in that big Y. Okay, now you're going to thumbs up me towards the sky. You're going to open up your fingers and you're going to draw down towards your hips. If you brought your arms back, like tried to throw them back behind you. Uh-uh. They never go past the seam in your shirt or your pants. They always stay a few inches in front. They can land at the seam of your pants, but that is about it. That's a Y, a T position, a position we very rarely, if ever want to be in, is straight out like you're a letter T. You don't ever want to do this movement under load. You can even feel it feels less comfortable than the Y position. Why is that? Well, it's because of everything I've just said, you silly. Your arms and your your joint don't like to be in that positioning. It impinges on the joint, right? There is so much more to upper body dysfunction. We are just diving into common shoulder pain and proper alignment of the neck. There is a whole nother series of exercises that need to be done to help correct and strengthen the muscles that are not firing to keep the shoulder blades seated where they're supposed to be because if they're always forward and anterior and the head is always forward and anterior, everything on the posterior, the back, is going to be weakened, correct? So my blanket statement here is to do more posterior exercises to counterbalance the anterior lifestyle that you have, meaning the anterior forward movement that you have at your desk when you're driving a car, when you're seated, when you're eating, which brings me into lower body dysfunction. Lower body dysfunction. This one, I would say Everyone has an upper body dysfunction. Everyone else also has a lower body dysfunction. If you have ever suffered from low back, hip or knee pain, foot pain, ankle pain, you probably suffer from some type of lower body dysfunction. I will even go 
as far as to say, if you suffer from a dysfunction of the upper body, you will then later eventually suffer from dysfunction of the lower body and vice versa. I have not and I will not in this podcast even dive into how your thoracic cavity, your rib cage is attached to your psoas and your lower body, but that is so vitally important. Just begin to wrap your mind around that idea because you are one piece, you are one human. And if you have a dysfunction somewhere or pain somewhere is a better way to say it, it's going to migrate. You're going to model your lifestyle and the way you sit and move and sleep and live and breathe and work out around that injury. That's how our bodies work. Bones are amazing. They model over time. Anybody who tells you that your bones are exactly how they are forever is an idiot. (laughs) They're not. They model over time. Osteocytes will go and fix things. That's how bones get repaired, but it's also part of the remodeling process, right? Okay, so lower body dysfunction, hips, 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 hips. Hips, I mentioned something called the psoas. This attaches to your low back and slings really deep in your body and attaches actually to the front of your leg bones, your femurs, but this often is a cause of tight hips. We get tight hips for the same life style dysfunctions or disorders, <laughs> disordered living. I don't know what to call it, but just lifestyle habits. That sounds so much nicer and more positive. But lifestyle habits, can you hear me fussing around in my chair? I'm trying to sit up properly now. Um, so I'm seated. How am I sitting? I'm flexed at the hip. What does that mean? It means that my Leg bones are closer to my torso. Extension at the hip would mean that my glute is firing and that my leg bone moves back behind me a little bit. For lack of better words, it's easier to look. Any joint flexes or extends, right? So my hips are in a flexed position. My knees, if I'm sitting in a chair, are also in a flexed position. If I were to straighten my legs out like an L, my knee joint is in extension. Comprende? I hope so. (laughs) Okay, so my hips are flexed. Am I sitting evenly on both my butt cheeks or am I kind of collapsing to one side? Yeah, you're collapsing to one side. Mm-hmm. Are, your, are your shoulders rolled forward? Is your head kind of cocked to the midline of your body now? Yeah, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> it's hard to sit perfectly straight. I had a kindergarten teacher, story time, who, did you guys ever like sit on those little carpet squares in kindergarten? I hope so. But this kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Brosnan, she changed my life. Wait. That wasn't my, what was her name? Mrs. Brosnan wasn't my kindergarten teacher. No, I think it was. Shoot. Anyways, no, that was my kindergarten teacher. I don't know. Brandy, if you're listening to this, please remind me who our kindergarten teacher is. <laughs> um, our kindergarten teacher, right? She would have us grab those, those carpet score samples. We had a bunch of them in our classroom, basically the ones that they have at Home Depot, but they were just leftovers, I guess. And we would grab our carpet square and we would sit on them and we would have to sit cross-legged and we would have to sit up properly in really good posture. And if we ever slipped from this posture, it was like the biggest no-no. And I remember when I was a kid, this was like torture And now I have this amazing posture, all thanks to, I think it's Mrs. Brosnan, my kindergarten teacher. I can picture the classroom. It was amazing. Anyways, thank you so much. I almost said something really morbid. If you're still alive, Mrs. Brosnan, shout out to you. 
What am I getting out here? When your hips are flexed and you sit in poor posture, your spine is in flexion, your shoulders are rolled forward, and then you're kind of usually spilling to one side of the body or the other, which means that part of your abdominal muscles are shortened, the other side is lengthened, and then when you go to stand up, if you've been sitting for many, many, many hours, this can cause a problem, right? This also can be exacerbated with how you sleep. How you sleep. Do you sleep on your side in a fetal position? Notice if your hips are flexed. We spend most of our days in a hip flexed position. This is going to shorten all of our hip flexors. And when we stand up, it's going to tug on that low back. Remember that attachment point of our psoas? So then our low back gets tugged on because our hip flexors are so shortened and arguably strong that we don't have anything like our booties to counteract it. So our glutes are the biggest stabilizers of our low back. I am obsessed with butt cheeks. Butt cheeks make everyone's low back pain go away for the most part because it's very common for low back pain to begin because of a common hip flex position and they are never stretching the fronts of the legs and strengthening the backs of the legs stretching the psoas and the hip flexors and strengthening the glutes and the backs of the legs like the hamstrings this is so important to tug the pelvis back into a neutral properly aligned position i cannot stress this enough unlike upper body dysfunctions it's been my experience that lower body dysfunctions are less fixed with lifestyle don't get me wrong lifestyle is really really important but since the backs of the legs the glutes are the biggest muscles in the body right they have and we can strengthen them to be so powerful to right that hip don't get me wrong you should still stand if you have a sit stand desk that's amazing if you can get your spine in neutral alignment or savasana if you're used to yoga just like or a mountain pose right like this really neutral perfectly aligned spine that's ideal we want to be aligned as often in our life as we can as evenly and as properly so uncross your legs sit evenly on both those booty cheeks uncock your hip straighten up and sit properly relax breathe freaking breathe don't breathe don't chest breathe we talked about that good okay hip thrusters begin to get activation in the glutes they are my favorite hip activation exercise you can do them contralateral which is opposite side or ipsilateral which is same side so ipsilateral an example would be a lunge with weight on the same side as the moving leg so if I were to move my left leg back to do a lunge I were to drop down my weight would be my my weight in my leg would be on my right leg right I'm I'm flexing my right glute I'm coming into flexion and extension on that right leg and I would load that side of the body with my right arm I might be holding a kettlebell or a dumbbell that would be ipsilateral contralateral would be to load on the opposite side my right leg is loaded my left leg is back behind me and I have the weight in the left hand I prefer contralateral loading for beginners stepped out properly one because you're already going to have bad balance but two it causes us to kind of work on our balance and right the um the muscles of the abdomen and the upper body as well please note this is different for everybody i'm not looking at you and i would prescribe exercise differently per person and whom i'm looking at right so 
the safest bet. I find better activation with B stance glute bridges, single leg glute bridges, single leg body weight lunges, but just same leg standard hip thrusters or body weight glute bridges from the ground or from a bench, life changing. Just do like 50 of them like you brush your teeth in the morning and 50 before you go to bed squeeze your butt if you find that your low back hurts when you're doing this it's because you're extending your low back you're not squeezing your butt cheeks it is so hard for people who haven't developed the neural pathways to squeeze their glutes for for you guys to squeeze your glutes just try to get some extension in the hip i'll make a cute little video for you guys so you can see but it is so important to help heal low back pain to to activate those glutes your glutes and your posterior chain the backside of your body are so important to helping you just feel better okay so we went over a little bit of upper body dysfunction a little bit of lower body dysfunction how do we kind of mold our lifestyle around maybe both of those things maybe you suffer from an upper body and this common lower body dysfunction i only went over the most common of both of these things i did not even touch knee pain you guys if you begin to activate your glutes a lot of your guys's knee pain will start to get better and it will start to hopefully go away but what's happening in the knee joint most of the time if you don't have a tear but when it begins to hurt your knee is not aligned properly your knee is a hinge joint and the problem either comes from above or below the hinge joint the knee it becomes it comes from the hips or the glutes like we just talked about or it comes from the foot either way something like it's going to hit both if you wait long enough right if you have hip pain it'll travel down to your knee and eventually down to your foot if you have foot pain or a foot dysfunction it might never even hurt your foot but it will hurt your knee so you want to make sure you have proper alignment in your knee when it's flexing and extending the knee is really it's really not complicated as a joint but the fixes for the knee i find often are so dependent on person which is why i'm not diving into the knee that deeply some people have completely terrible flat feet and their feet are malaligned and thus their hips are malaligned but we have to actually to fix the knee i have to fix the hip and the the feet i can't just fix the knee where like if i'm talking about upper body or lower body like i just did a lot of those are very joint specific fixes because those are kind of where things start so if you have knee pain don't worry i'm not ignoring you try the hip fixes first try the lower body stuff If it does anything, if it lands, go see a professional if it hurts that bad. It might be torn. You might have bone on bone. You might have degeneration in the joint. All kinds of stuff. Because over time, if you're malaligned, you're going to... It's like aligning the wheels on your car, right? You're going to wear out one side of the the tire more than the other, and it's not going to feel good. So please, 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 if something hurts you, understand that you don't have to hurt. You can fix it. There's ways to fix it. And, and you're going to make it, okay? You are going to make it. You are going to be okay. I promise. I love you all. I know this was a quick one. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out. I am going to start putting all the podcasts on the YouTube page. I also have an Instagram. You can DM me there if you have unique, specific questions. I'll do my very, very best. But at the very least, please, please, please rate the podcast if you're enjoying it and you like what we're doing here. That would really help me out a lot. 
I love you all. I hope you have a beautiful today and we will catch you next time.